Hello guys, welcome to yet another episode of The Girl Unplugged. I'm your girl and your host, Rita Chukwike. And as usual on the podcast, we have the Girl Talk segment where we talk about girl stuff and everything female. So today I have a guest by the name Goodness Asuzu. Goodness is a single parent and shares her story of her single parent journey. Today is sort of therapy session. At least for me, because I got to also share a bit of my own experience and we concluded it with lessons learned from being single parent mothers. At some point, the network was a challenge and we found an alternative option to recording, which kind of affected the sound quality in a way. I crave your pardon and I hope it doesn't interfere with your learning and enjoying this episode. But aside that, everything was worth the time. So with that said, let's get to it. Hi, goodness. Welcome to the Girl Unplugged podcast. This is Rita. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Now, you. now you've called me Mrs. It's like you dashed me husband do. <laughs> Who knows? 2021 could be, yeah. Right? I like the spirit. Well, Rita is just fine. I'm single and so Miss is fine or just Rita because for me, okay. titles are a bit of a burden for me. I just like the simplicity yeah. that comes with okay. first names, you know. People just call you first names. Yeah. You, you just feel in yourself. You just feel like in your humanness. But when they attach all these titles, ah, it's so overbearing. I don't know about you, but this is my own personal opinion. That's why I like people addressing me my by my first name. That's that's how it is with me too. Yeah. Um, so trying to remember back when I was in secondary school, being a senior student, I would still rather prefer the juniors just to call me goodness. Yeah. So that's senior goodness. <laughs> it exactly. doesn't really it's right to me. But then your mates will not be like, Why don't you allow junior students to call you? Listening, they will disrespect you, they will disrespect mm. let mm. it slide. Those who feel comfortable enough to call me by my name, fine. Yeah. You don't feel comfortable, fine. But the titles do, but yeah, anyway. I think when it comes to respectability culture, Nigeria is on the top list because those are the things that yeah. show that maybe someone respects you, even though they are not a true um standard or measurement for respect because people can still call you madam or gamma sa and still disrespect you in, in their mind so give us a brief introduction about who you are tell us about you oh okay so my name is asuzu chinazon goodness where i work with an ngo a humanitarian organization and I'm the only child of my mom. I'm a lover of God. Like, even if I'm still trying to find my way and my place rooted completely, but I'm a lover of God. Yeah. Then I'm a single mom. Yeah, that's literally all about me. Okay. You said that you were a single mom. How does the word single mom make you feel? Uh, being a single mom. First, it makes me powerful. Actually, makes me, and in, in, in the other way, it makes me indifferent. 
Now when I say it makes me powerful, I'm just saying like, even with the given circumstance, like me being a single mom, I'm still standing tall, I'm still living my life, and trust me, it wouldn't have been possible without God and the people who around me. Sure. My mom, my uncle, his wife, my boss, my spiritual parents. Your constant encouragement has just been it, and most especially it's been, or uh, what caps it all is God's love for me. Mm. God's love for me just makes me feel more powerful, regardless of whatever it is or whatever the society thinks of the more being or of the single mom thing and all of that. And then being indifferent. I, I think I, I still having the indifferent feeling. Okay, my first and second trimester during pregnancy was kind of tough. I encountered um, a, a bit of a bit of trauma, not really trauma per se, but a bit of downtime. Yeah. Kind of feeling where you you're literally very young, and then um, everyone is looking at you. Why would you go and get yourself pregnant at this age? Mm. Like, uh, you let your parents down. What age was that? Away. I was 15 at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like you've thrown your dreams away. You've uh, just literally put everything on the standstill. Mm. And then my aunt, my aunt, because, okay, why... Um, I was pregnant and I had to move down to my uncle's place in Edo. And then his wife was really very supportive. So mm. she had a period when um, she would always pray with me, like constantly. It was like, um, it was like I experienced God on a different level during that period. Yes. So she was at the point or at the time, she was like my major, um, my major backbone. Aside my mom and aside God, obviously. Mm. I would say after the living, I just became indifferent about different things. I would suddenly start to feel different from every other person around me. I started to feel like God's work on me. Like I started to feel God's work on me. Even when sometimes I flop, I literally do things I know that he wouldn't like, he would always still be there to pick me up and then exactly. Me, okay, so it was literally just me finding my place. And during that period or that time of finding my place, I became indifferent about many things. The, the kind of expression you would you, um, expect that I would have given this circumstance of in a situation I might not be the kind of might not be the reaction I would eventually give at the end. It it, it made me feel well, I've given birth so I'm not the I'm not the first <laughs> I don't think I'll be the last. So it's like whatever happens, man. But then I'll just say man, it's I'll just say it's been good every way. Because there are times when I, I, I was I was down, say I would feel a bit stigmatized that now that I'm I've, I've given birth and I'm a single mom, it'd be difficult to find a man to love me for who I am. I have a man to you know take me and take my 
my daughter too. It's, it was a thing of worry, but then, thankfully, I had people who, who constantly spoke to me about giving myself a second chance. That is, I'll give myself first, and then it will be easy for me to just blend in with the, with the real society and then and all of that. But most especially, I feel powerful and indifferent about it. Oh. That's just the main thing for me. I'm a single mom too. I guess you already know that. <laughs> well, but this is like officially saying it to you. Like I'm a single mom too. And your, your process isn't different from mine in terms of how you went through, you know, being powerful to being indifferent. I think for most single moms or single parents who are mothers, it is um it's almost the same thing you 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 get to that point where you find out that your situation is not does not define you does not define your self worth and that breeds a level of indifference first power in you then indifference towards what other people's uh, perception of you is I'm going to share a little bit about my story. I got pregnant during my service year, and um, I was I was totally inexperienced on, you know, what it means to be pregnant. You know how to take care of yourself when you're pregnant and all that. And I think it was a kind of an advantage for me because I was far away from home, so. I chose not to go back after my youth service because I felt like my parents are going to be disappointed in me and I didn't want to, you know, shame them or bring shame to our family with with people seeing me like that. So after my service year, I stayed back to be able to, you know, carry my baby full term and all that. And I even broke the news to them on the phone. So that was how they got to hear it. But what I want to highlight is the fact that a lot of people that are close to you are the people that actually empower you through their actions. I remember my father telling me that, why do I want to stay alone and suffer in a no man's land when I have a family that I should come back? that I've not done anything that nobody <laughs> has <laughs> never done, you get? So he was like, hey, you are a daughter of a king and you should act like one. Come back. Anybody that wants to talk to you must get through me first. And that was what gave me the courage to decide to come home. You know, and I'm not even talking about the support from friends, from family members my grandmom had to come all the way from her place to come and be with me to nurse me after my delivery and all that so i think that is what empowers you like having people that support you just empowers you then you now get to yeah then you now get to being indifferent indifferent just makes you feel like you know what if i have all these people around me who are you to tell me that i am not up to (laughs) 
Sometimes I have to tell myself that thing. Somebody doesn't want to be around me for because for the fact that I'm a single mom. It's your loss. Yeah. This time, I can get to even share my experience with you. And probably in your head, you may pick one or two things. Yeah. And then it's not like I'm saying you should come and go and give birth to or something. But then sometimes it's just kind of nice. Being a single parent, was it planned or coincidence? What's your story? Uh, I would say it wasn't planned for sure. Because <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was young at the time. My first relationship was when I was 13. That lasted for like almost two years. Yeah. And um, just when I had gotten out of that other relationship, I had some other guy come sweep me up my head. <laughs> and then I kind of got um, attached to to sex at some point in my life, coupled with the fact that I had a lot of sexual um, abuse while I was young. So this feeling of when someone tells you, proves to me that you love me kind of thing, and this is a bit into sexual, it's literally like that's the only way you could prove to them that you love them by having sex. Yeah. And all of that. So, the relationship was just what it was at the time. And um, when we got intimate, that was, that was all it took of it. Conceived and all of that. So, um, I was 15 at the time. And shortly after giving birth, I clocked 16. Mm. So, I would say... The whole experience wasn't planned. Trust me. I was still in secondary school then. Wow. <laughs> Who in secondary school planned to get pregnant and then <laughs> exactly. to a child and that you age. But then um that 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 literally was what happened to me. I was in a relationship, we got intimate, I got pregnant, I had to leave school at the time and stay for almost a year or rather yeah a year and then i went back to school thankfully my mom had to insist mm. that i go back my dad wanted me to stay for like a year and lost my baby for like a year before i go back well, I was like no she's not staying in my house so i have to go back to school and all of that yeah and i went back to school a different school finished my secondary school stayed one year home and then went into went to university well it wasn't planned well it's never planned and i think for me too it wasn't planned i met this guy my my service year you know very smooth guy smooth talking you know we started developing feelings and before you know it started becoming intimate and all that and there was this talk around i want to spend the rest of my life with you you know and i that was i was at the age of um that was 20 26 and you know funny funny with our stories you know you get to see the different dynamics that happened Somehow, the thought that I had finished my university and I was in my service here kind of gave me hope that I would survive the process. You know, yeah. I would survive the process in terms of, okay, she be his service. Once I give birth to this child, I'll go into the labor market. I'll find a way, you know. So, 
I didn't have that fear of maybe not going back to school or not being able to finish my school. Do you know that I had no clue of what it meant to be a mother? Like, if you if I want to summarize my own experience, I would say that I was a child that had a child, regardless of my age, because I was totally clueless. Like, clueless. <laughs> But the struggle is real, and I would love you to share, like, your some of the struggles you face adjusting to the single parent life. Well, being a single mom wasn't easy. That's what I can say. Yeah. Because at the time, I would have to think for two. Yes. <laughs> It was a whole lot. It was a whole lot. So it was like, um, okay, finally I gave birth uh, and um, it's now planning my, my life around her, making sure that to an extent she's not left alone mm. and all of that. And it's not like I have everything. Or mapped out and said, This is how my life is right now. Yeah. But I can still think that my mom did a whole lot. She played a major role. Mm, thank and God for our mothers. She, yeah, she, she made a whole lot of sacrifices, a whole lot of compromises. There were businesses my mom started at the time, or she, had, she, she was doing at the time when I was still pregnant before I was pregnant. Mm. And then because of the kind of sacrifices and compromise, those businesses went down. Like, it, it actually had to shut down and all about that. For her to be able to devote her time while I was at school to be able to take care of um, my daughter and all of that. And, I don't know, it was, it's not something I would have normally or easily done. Yeah. Couple with the fact that I was young, like, ah. I was actually clueless too. I didn't know what the whole motherhood thing was and all of that. But she was there to to help me. She was there to pull me through. She was there to you know tell me this is it and this is these are the kind of sacrifices you would have to make mm. and all of that. So now that I'm done with school and working, I just look at my daughter and, and I don't know in a way. Well, anyway, every time I see her, I'm happy. Yes. Every time I see her, there's this joy. Exactly. The circumstances around her birth was not the right thing, but then she came. And yeah. She came as a kid. Mm. That is like God telling me, in spite of all your your shortcomings. I'm still going to give you a gift. And whenever you look at her, you will see my love and my faithfulness for you. Mm. So it was, it was, I'm still struggling. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I, I get. Sometimes I feel like I can't really, really fit into that motherhood shoe 100%. So mm. I'm learning from my mom. And at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting people, I'm talking with people, I read, try to read books. Yeah. I 
trying to expose myself to you know knowledge and information and knowledge that I would I would need to pull through this single model thing completely. It's like um, I'm still learning, having my own struggles. Mm. But then at least the struggle of having to plan for two with the the mindset that there's someone else. I can't live my life like a single lady just mm. to live my life having her at the back of my mind is one part I know that at least one extent I've achieved quite a lot there. The other struggles of single motherhood I'm still dealing with it and I believe I'll be able to pull through regardless of Which struggle is that if I may ask? Okay, so you know this feeling or this um, fear now that you're a single mom, mm. finding a life partner, finding someone who would love you for you and would love your child and take your child as his own. Mm. That's one. Having to go out and just spend quality time and then, you know, make her trust you enough to tell you whatever worry she's having, whatever concern she's having. You know, this mother-daughter kind of communication channel. Yes. That is one that I'm, I'm still struggling with having completely behind. How old is she now? Yeah, she's nine. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So, there are days when she comes back from school and I'm like, Mama, what happened today? Tell me, what's up? Like, what happened? Just me. Mm. And she might not I feel like or rather, maybe, maybe I'm just being paranoid, but <laughs> she just tells me the stuff is and leaves the video. Yeah. If something happens that, I'm saying, one occurrence or one um, incident happened that she, she will not tell you, eh, that day, that, that person did this thing. Yeah. Why didn't you say it? I, I asked you, what's up? Why didn't you say it? She'd be like, eh, she did not think it was necessary. Why yeah. Why did she think it's necessary? <laughs> Why am I asking if it's not necessary? So it's like having to make make her trust me completely to tell me even the big things or the not necessary things in her mind is like something I usually have to still struggle with. Mm. And, you know, just blending. Yeah. Because right now, I'm not ashamed telling anybody I'm a single mom. I can tell you any day, any time, hey, I have a daughter, so then I get to waste my time. Just keep moving. Yeah, just keep moving. That's how it is. And then my mom is still kind of scared that, you know, she's still, ah, still telling everybody. Yes, ah, all moms are the same. They have that fear. (laughs) Yes. Something that would definitely come out. Mm. So why don't I do it? We might as well just get comfortable in that show before on time. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So she's still finding her way around the you know, me being comfortable and still just about anybody that's single mom. Yeah. So literally just comfortable. Mm. Sure. Mm. That's a very good place to be in, being comfortable where you are, like being comfortable in the sense that you're not allowing 
you're not allowing your status in life determine your happiness, your joy, and your, you know, limits your freedom of expression. That's a very good place to be in. Now, I would, I'm curious to know if you would have done things differently. Like if you had a chance to rewrite your stories, a story, what would it be? Like what were the lessons from your experience that you feel like if you had known, things would have been different? Um, I would say if I'm to rewrite my story, is to have my daughter the right way. Because I can't just dispute the fact that she's the major gift in my life right now. Yeah. It's it, just to have her the right way. Because, um, and if I'm to talk about lessons learned, I would say, speak up. When things start to go wrong, Always speak up even before they even go wrong. Always say what it is. And that's why I'm trying to have this mother-daughter communication channel with my baby girl. So that even before things start to go wrong, she will already be comfortable enough to tell me, Mommy, this was happening. Yeah. This is what's happening. Yeah. Because I think I struggled with that a lot when I, while I was young. I couldn't talk to my parents. About things I, I, I faced. Yeah. The whole sexual abuse thing, the whole uh, being alone and all of that. Yeah. I couldn't relate to them. I didn't have that communication channel with them. They were always around. They were more like, uh, let's say, at the time when I was quite very, very young. It was like, you know, business people, they were just concerned about, or maybe, maybe. They're concerned about you know putting food on the table for everyone to be comfortable, pay my fees, you know, to take me to the best schools. But literally, uh, almost the whole school I attended, in fact, literally just one school out of the whole school I attended, were all private. Just one school was government, and that's the one I graduated from after giving birth. I went to the government school and then I was there for then second school. So, you know, this kind of making your daughter comfortable, I think that was literally. Um, all they thought was that about the parenting thing. Mm. They didn't really um, see the communication channel thing as something that is paramount with having a child. I don't blame them for that. Because we have to actually sit down and think about their own um, case. I won't say they had it with their own parents. So you can't do what you don't have here. So it's it's like uh, doing something differently, and you know, I would say speak up, always, always speak up. Mm. But for me, I would say lessons learned: speak up, always speak up. And if I'm to do anything differently, to write my story, I would say I wish I had my baby girl the right way. It's that simple for me. Yeah, and and there's nothing wrong with it being that simple because, you know, once you become a single parent, the dynamics change, you know, like wanting to be having your child the same, like the normal way means that it means a lot of things. It means you have like time to decide whether you want to be a mother yet or not. It reduces the pressure and the responsibility. 
you know it also gives you time to like discover yourself more and live your life more because whether we like it or not for me i always say this i love my son whenever i look at him i am happy you know and i wish i had him a different way not because i don't want him but because i feel like I would have reached a certain level of my life before I had him. And life would have been so wonderful and better for the both of us. You know, so... And then, let's not even deny the fact that it's harder to have genuine relationships that may lead to marriage if you're a single parent. It's hard. Some, some, Some people will want to deny it and be like it doesn't matter. But it matters in the grand scheme of things. Because some men are still particular about young ladies that have children. They still have this notion about them. You know? And there's still that mentality that, ah, you are going to marry somebody that has a child in the house when there are single ladies that are intact out there (laughs) so there are there are just a lot of things that come with this thing that when you put it so lightly like saying i wish i had her a different way someone might feel like you're just it's so simple but when you look deep into the dynamics of things you will know that it's not that simple really it's not that simple but um (laughs) this will be so very 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 personal your partner like is he involved in raising your child or you're just doing it on your own when you mean partner you mean her dad yeah sorry i said your partner well (laughs) it's a partnership even though it's not a marriage (laughs) wow wow that's 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 cruel that's cruel it's the same for my own too because i like my parents are the ones taking care of him like he doesn't even know what he looks like he knows that he has a son he's still living in denial he hasn't made any efforts to see him or want to know what he even looks like i I don't know why men are like that sometimes (laughs) but would you say Yeah. So when I when I told him about her, 
I want to see her, I want to this one, and then they calm down because she, and that time, up to now, Steph, she's, she's like Mom's hand back back, so wherever Mom's is, she's there. Yeah. Do you get? Mm. So that, it, it's really difficult to say I want to sneak her everywhere for Mom's without Mom's being alarmed. Yeah. Asking me, where am I going to, where I, where, I'm, where I am, and all of that. So I told him to just, you know, give, give it some time. I would definitely make him see her. And it's not like she knows me as her mom at, at that time, but then she just, you know, calm down and all of that. So I think he, would, he tried to be calm. And just when I I made arrangements for him to see her, it was like under the guise of me taking her out and he comes and he meets us wherever we are and mm. all of that mm. and he agreed he was like okay fine I'll meet you guys there and everything and then we got to um, where was that that oh, was forgot to Shepra and then I called I kept calling he wasn't picking so it was like he stood us up the first time wow I tried again on another meeting I think he stood us up twice oh my I god I got tired I was like I can't keep Forcing you, you said you wanted to see her. Now it's time for you to see her. Yeah, literally not there to see her. So I just said, gave up on trying to make him see her, regardless of anything. And then after then, he shut down. There was no form of communication. Like for years, I think up to five years, thereabout. And then all of a sudden, this year, he's not telling me. It's now, I don't know how he got my number. He got just. But then he's now saying um, he wants to be part of her life. Mm. He wants to at least let him see her. And I'm like, where have you been for like five, if not more than five years? <laughs> Is he trying to get the fact that you're a father or something? And I just told him, see, that sounds like I really do right now. Yeah. There's nothing like I really do. Exactly. Exactly. I like that stance. Be ready until she wants to see you. I think that's that's just sums it up. You know, I've had this personal fear too for my child, and I think it's because um, my child is a boy, and you know when it's a boy, it's also a bit different because you know, they will always want to come back for their sons and all that. And my biggest fear is him coming to drag my son with me eventually when it is time. And I know that society society will back him up because they will say that I, I forgive now is his son and all that. But where was he when the whole raising of a child the struggles and all that you know which i think is very unfair but i have decided that i'll train my child to have an independent mind and be able to make good choices so that if he decides to want to see his father let it be his choice and let him know and not be taken advantage of when that time comes because you know all this pity party, all this, ah, uh, he's your father, you are nothing without your father, you have to have a father, you know, let him know that he's 
self-worth and existence does not depend on another human being you know yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> our struggles are real to be honest <laughs> as single parents of uh, and mothers our struggles are real like <laughs> oh lord thank you so much for sharing so honestly before we go i'll ask you one last question okay do you think you had a responsibility in all of this, a blame in all of this? To be honest, I feel like I do. Okay. In as much as my parents were separated, they had their own, their own deal. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, I, I it was at the time it was like I needed a male, just a male companion, or yeah. a male presence in my life, and then my dad wasn't really there. So I think that's I think that's what gave me to the early um, relationship life and everything. But then I I still um, used to tell myself that you should you should have been able to do things differently, regardless of the fact that you wanted to be in a relationship with someone who would literally love you and just you know tell you things that you want to hear from your father. Yeah, you should have been able to still make decisions about the sex part of your life yeah and then not just make the decision you have to make the decision and then ensure that you don't flop making that decision you have to stand on that your ground that okay i'm going to be in a relationship but i don't want to have sex with you regardless or if anything should happen it has to be with protection no, it's not just about the getting pregnant. What what if I had contacted some very deadly disease? Yeah. And all of that. Yeah. The story wouldn't the story wouldn't be this one. This wouldn't be the story. The yes. Story would be different from this. <laughs> very different. Yes. Yes. The story very different from this. It won't just be the fact that maybe I got pregnant alone. The story would be she got pregnant. She got infected. And it's a very different thing, a different ball game altogether. So that's why most times I try to, I try as much as possible in my future dealings with people to just try to be safe, yeah. regardless of anything. And then when I make decisions about my sexual life, I try to stand on it and then insist that this is it. Yeah. I'm not taking any, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. No compromise. Mm. I, have, mm. I have made up my mind to do and when I see myself doing something contrary to what I've you know made up my mind to do I try as much as possible to retrace my steps yeah. I try as much as possible to contain the situation to contain the, the the situation around it and just you know pull out yeah. get out of that situation get out of that whole scenario and just you know try to reset myself again and then it's a struggle. It's not. It's not an easy one for me. But I think <laughs> God is God is faithful enough to yes. take through the entire process, yes. and I won't be born. Yes, I agree with you. I think God's love was what you know empowered me the most in my own journey, <clears throat> because He made me. He made me see myself from His point of view, how He sees me, and how He takes me. You know. 
and even his providence every day of my life you know it's as if god would just understand that this is your struggle and he provides according to your needs at every point in time so god's love is the ultimate then before i rest in his love every day of my life i rest in his love every day of my life because i i feel like that takes care of every other thing around me thank you so much for sharing goodness this was an awesome moment this was an awesome moment and your story is very inspiring so so inspiring thank you merry christmas bye That's it, guys. I hope you learned something from our stories. The single parent life is not easy, and being a woman makes it two times difficult, as you have heard. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Share this if you found it helpful, and if you want to connect with me, there is an easier way to do that, and that is by listening to the Girl on Blog on the Podroom app. On the Podroom app, you can listen to any of your favorite podcast and not just that you can also drop your comments and feedback in real time while you're still listening on the chat rooms isn't that great at least now i'll get to know what you're thinking and what you feel about any of my episodes but anyway that's it guys follow me on instagram at the girl unplug and till the next episode be you till full bye